I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings, travelers. Yes. Welcome, welcome to our, uh, I guess this is one of our first ever all listener stories. It uh, is. Episodes. It's the inaugural episode we, of Listener Tales. We have been getting so much information from you all and so many emails and uh, comments on videos and uh, comments from the podcast. Thank you all so much. That's It really does. It, 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 it sends us into a crazy heart spiral we, we are just so happy so yes send us more too please send yes more more more, more. We want many more of these because this is this is crazy stuff we love it so yes go to crazy in, a crazy, way. crazy in a fun way yeah <laughs> oh you have a aren't you going to um an event soon oh yes yes so um this episode should be airing if all goes according to plan right before the central florida bigfoot conference or I'm sorry, the Great Florida Bigfoot Conference, uh, because, hey, they're growing, and it's in Ocala this year. It was in Lakeland last year, and it outgrew the center, so it's going to where we go to our wonderful Spookala event in the uh, Ocala Equestrian Center, and um, man, this one is April 22nd, and they've got uh, a huge lineup of Bigfoot speakers and from and authors and other people and hey your friendly local eerie travels host is going to be there as part of the florida bigfoot roundtable that ends the day which is uh pretty crazy i i i'm very happy i mean we've got some big names going to be there david pilates from uh, missing 411 uh dr jeff meldrum is going to be there uh and then you know yours truly wow come on you know up there with those guys that's nuts so that that is that is true that is amazing and hopefully we'll see but i think the entire um eerie travels crew might be able to be there which we're trying be our best so if we can, awesome. all, if we can yeah. drag you down from the the, the foothills up there well i i honestly i'm just gonna have to see whether or not i'm hiding from bigfoot because yep you know it seems to be the theme i feel like all i'm gonna do every time we log into these episodes is announced but apparently a, a a train passenger got a picture of bigfoot in the rocky mountains do you mean we have breaking news we have breaking news i love that i love that little tune that's just yes <laughs> i agree so apparently a passenger aboard a tourist train in colorado snapped a photo that appears to be a bigfoot standing in the wilderness so mm. Apparently, it was taken by a gentleman named Brian riding the Georgetown Loop Railroad. Good job, um, Brian. Brian, Brian. Um, apparently, it's like a cute little passenger train, you know, like with open windows, and they just go like a couple miles. And it's little like a tour train, yeah. Yeah. But if you look at this picture, and it's, um, we'll put the link in the show notes, Coast to Coast AM. Apparently, this was taken in September, and only now is coming to light because it was reported to the Rocky Mountain Sasquatch Organization, uh, which always report, report, report. Yeah, yeah. and I didn't, I didn't know there was a Rocky Mountain Sasquatch Organization. So, nope. cool to know that. Um, uh, anyway, it's 
you know, they were joking that maybe this thing was placed along the ride to surprise people, but the uh, train company said, uh, no, no. Mm. So there is apparently not a faux Bigfoot. So yeah. um, who knows what it is, but uh, is it a Bigfoot? Is it not? You guys should take a look. Let us know what you think. But Mark, isn't there somewhere people should report things to? There is an organization, right? There is a major organization called the Bigfoot Research Organization, the BFRO. You'll hear us call that occasionally. And it's the BFRO.com. Uh, and that's where you can report your sightings. And they have a database that collates all the sightings so that your sighting might corroborate somebody else's sighting and stuff like that. And that's the sort of thing you know, if you don't want to report to them, because I know some people think that's a conspiracy theory site uh, where they're they're gathering the information to hunt them and chase them. No, no, this is an organization just to document them. But if you, you know, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, tell your local team, reach out to the local organizations, do, Google search, you know, Florida Bigfoot or, you know, uh, uh, New Jersey Bigfoot, and you'll find places to report to. And, and those teams will get out there and they'll look for it. And they, and again, you might corroborate somebody else and then, you know, let them, you know, forward it to whoever. So, uh, you know, if you don't feel comfortable doing it yourself, but that's how we keep these things where we can track them and we can find out, oh, there's like 20 sightings in June of 1986. Suddenly now we know, okay, the, the two crazy reports from June of 1986 weren't crazy. They were, there were things going on then. So Exactly. Please, please, please. If you saw something, say something. If your grandfather saw something and said he saw it in this place at one time, write it down, send it to one of these organizations so they can document it. Exactly. Exactly. Also, it helps you feel like you're not a crazy person. Yep. Or you can send it to your favorite podcast hosts at eerietravels.com and we'll get it to the right places. So we'll we'll read it on the air. Yes, too. Yeah, we'd love to. Internet famous with Yes. Yes. The travelers. So um, but speaking of traveling, yeah, some, um, police officers have a little bit of a problem in their travels. Oh yeah, the you uh, now. So this is from our new favorite news source uh, and a wonderful sponsor of Erie Travels. So this is our our plug, uh, gang. Uh, this is uh, Paranormality Magazine, our wonderful place. They. Uh, have uh this report this is on their website not on the in the in the magazine so you can read this one for free uh and it is in england two police officers were reportedly startled by a spectral sound of a ghost train that ran along an abandoned railway line uh joe stafford and whitney holmes small two police constables stationed in swadland coat police station were startled as the immense rumble shook the area just as they were heading out on patrol and they heard the horn echoing through the air the nearby trees rustled in response as in you know as if a giant train was coming uh but there are no train tracks for miles and uh they looked into local history and found out there used to be a railway line there but it had been abandoned many many years ago and the line had been removed so the spokesman for the Swadland Coat Police Safer Neighborhood Team said, PC Joe Stafford and Whitney Holmes Small were getting ready to go out into the yard at the police station when they suddenly heard a loud rumble. Looking at one another, they realized the sound was getting closer and were shocked when the leaves started to blow and the air around them moved. 
They both realized it was the sound of a long lost train passing was obvious and were slightly bewildered to hear the pip of the horn as the noise of the locomotive rolled off into the distance. Putting on their best detective caps, they decided to start making some inquiries and were shocked and bemused by finding out their swaddling coat railway station existed there where the fire station now sits. Subtle clues to the area's past are left in plain sight. So wow. very cool. Um, the whole story is up on that website. And if you go to paranormalitymag.com, uh, you can also order back issues. You can subscribe to their newsletter. You can subscribe to their magazine. And if you enter the code TRAVELS, you'll get a small discount and help our show because let them know, hey, it was worth their time to talk to us. So. You know, if, if you're listening to our show, you obviously love the weird. So yeah. this entire magazine is dedicated to that. But I have to say, Mark, when you just told me what you told me, I couldn't help but think of one of my favorite movies that has a ghost train in it. What's that? Ghostbusters 2. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I yeah. still think my favorite part now was when the Titanic showed up and uh, and Cheech has the line, well, better late than never. Yes, please. <laughs> I have to say that, I mean, that, oh, that was a fun, spooky one. I enjoyed Underrated. that one very, very much. Underrated. I still, I like it as much as the first one. I know okay. some people. So we're doing listener tales. Let's do some listener tales. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So uh, I wanted to start with... Uh, we the episodes have been going up on YouTube now, so if you follow, you can follow us on YouTube at Theory yeah. Travels, um, and uh, we're mixing in some videos of our journeys and stuff. We, we we do the TikTok, we do the Instagram, we do all that, but we're now also putting some stuff back up on YouTube. Uh, but we've also put the the episodes up there for people who don't have the podcast, you know, programs of choice, and so we've gotten some comments, and we did the Brooksville episode of florida haunts a little while back remember that where we talked all about the may stringer house and and some of the other ghostly areas around the haunted town of brooksville uh, yeah and we got some great comments and i'm gonna read the first one and this one is from blindy sama jake i love youtube names uh my late grandmother had a victorian house in maine wish i could have bought it it had it even had servant stairs leading up leading up from the first floor up to our back bedroom on the second floor the room was filled with dolls my oh, grandmother I always dolls. i hate dolls oh. oh yes my grandmother always put me in this room when i was up there visiting it was very odd and even as a grown man i've slept with the lights on in that room that house and the house i grew up in i believe are early uh somewhat haunted i think that's really somewhat haunted or at least maybe some of the items in it Maybe it's even me a little bit, LOL, as I throw salt all around me. So, Sama, thank you so much. Sama Jakes, thank you for sending us that. Uh, feel free to send us more information about your original, uh, you know, home, and we'd love to hear that story and, you know, what 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 all, and, you know, maybe if you're haunted, we'd love to hear you talk about it, too. So, send well, us that, more. And we'll do research. If you guys give us some details, yeah. we'll do some research into things because we love doing research. Yeah, we have connections but, yeah, that can get us even more information. So. Ex exactly. I'm just going to let everybody know in advance, be nice to dolls. Like, yeah, you never know what's occupying there, uh, you know, some of yeah. our favorite friends. So some of our favorite friends, you have to write them letters if you don't. So yeah, exactly. Be super nice to the dolls. 
Yes. Okay, this next one is from maybe it's Nido. Mm. Um, it's interesting that this is an episode on Brooksville as I lived there shortly in the 1980s. My neighbor at the time were nice older couple. They were uh, evangelical Christians, but they were very superstitious. They kept a weird dried grass doll on a planter in front of their house, and they claimed it was cursed. They said it couldn't be thrown away or destroyed, that it just had to sit out there until it rotted away. I believe that they said their son had brought it back from an island or something. I don't think they were kidding. They owned the mobile home that, they rent, that we rented and the one across the street from it, which was empty. They claimed they would not rent that one because it was haunted. I remember the husband going into some detail with my father about the entity haunting the place, but I can't reliably remember it now. Of course, at seven years old, I believed it. I remember the door would open and close in the wind a lot, which kept me well spooked. The other weird thing is I remember hearing from several adults at the time not to play in the pine tree woods there. They said it was full of cobras. Someone had released some and they were running wild now. I never saw anyone living there. I have never heard of cobras in Brooksville, but uh, that forest near there does have, uh, you know, wild boars and some other animals that would, uh, and, you know, and there's plenty of enough snakes in Florida that want to kill you too. So, um, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> there are some things to unpack here. So. I was about to say, that's a lot. A Christian family that believed that their trailer was haunted, which is usually, you know, sometimes that doesn't go hand in hand. Well, and you know, I kind of wonder, I mean, obviously we're listening to a seven-year-old's perspective yes. on this, which by the way, maybe it's Nito. Thank you for the story. Yes. But, incredible story. Yeah. I kind of wonder if, you know, being the religious part of this, which I don't know a lot about um, evangelical Christians to, so I'm not speaking from a point of like, I know what I'm talking about, but I almost wonder if haunted versus demonic presence hmm. to choose not to. And I think it's interesting that they chose not to rent it. Like right. they right. chose that's, that's not to subject somebody to it, but they also just kind of left it there. And again, a doll, another haunted doll in Brooksville. Uh, but uh, the plus side is I like the, the, the bit of just leaving it there and that, you know, you can't destroy it. You have to let it be reclaimed by the earth. That is a common thing among the Gullah culture, which, you know, South Carolina and that area, which would have been, you know, transported slavery over this area, um, that would have, you know, that could be from that, because that was their way of, you know, was letting it absorbed by the earth, you know, let it return to parts per million where it just gets ground down. You don't, you don't throw it away. And that's, if you go out into the green swamp, which is not far from that area, you'll find plantations and stuff, uh, old homesteads, old, uh, you know, even farm equipment, cars, stuff like that, just left to ruin because you don't salvage them. You don't reclaim them. You let them be reabsorbed by the earth. And that's, uh, that's a very common tradition in that area of central Florida, which is weird, but you know. It we is weird, but also something for our travelers to keep in mind. If they go yeah. in a place and they encounter a place, just because something's left behind, do not assume that it's yours for the taking and that right. there wasn't a reason 
it yeah. was left behind especially in the forests near brooksville and considering yeah. that whole area was you know part of the seminole wars and there's the whole dade city battleground there's several native burial grounds around there uh it's that whole area as we discussed is is a hot spot so definitely go back listen to that episode gang you'll you'll learn a lot more about it so yeah absolutely okay okay wow. well, thank you for those comments yes. that are amazing and, but mark and, you get our first e listener email like listener stories listening. yes yes this was um so on february 6 2023 we were emailed by a man who'd recently seen a low-flying ufo or uap as they're called now over the dupont state recreational forest which is um i looked it up it's a little southwest of hendersonville north carolina so up near your area oh and, my neck of the woods yeah he saw it from crab creek road uh near the intersection of dupont road which heads straight into the recreational forest and so here is his email I observed the object for around three minutes as it traveled from the southwest toward the northeast. It was about half the size of my thumb at arm's length when I first saw it. But when it flew directly over me, it looked to be about the size of two large SUVs, and there was no sound whatsoever. From a distance, it was a thin oval of soft flickering light, but it blacked out the sky as it flew over me. It was moving super slow until it was about 100 yards beyond me. Then it pitched up rapidly and went south toward Cedar Mountain. About five to six years ago, my wife and I saw another UFO directly over Cedar Mountain when the National Guard had a heavy presence there. I was told that the National Guard was conducting training and aiding in a civil and environmental engineering process project. What they were doing was confusing and strange, like roads bulldozed all through there that were never used. So um, now this man did not want his name read aloud, uh, but he was very happy uh, to send this to us. And uh, we are very happy to read it out there. So if anybody in February of this year saw something low flying over the South North Carolina there, uh, and heading in towards South Carolina, especially near that DuPont State Recreational Forest, which is a pretty good sized forest. Yeah. Now, um, my follow up with this man, I sent him an email just to describe it because he said, you know, it was very oval shaped and all that. But when it got closer and he realized how black it was, he realized that oval shape was just the light in the center of it. And oh. that the black shape might have been one of our black triangle craft that uh, we've discussed for many, many times. Uh, and they are known for going super slow, like speed so slow that it doesn't make sense unless they were like balloons, but then they speed up and fly off at well, incredible speeds. And what's interesting is they're also very well known for not making noise. Noise at all, yes. It's uh, incredible. Um, and and people think these is a new phenomena that they've you know they've they've been around since the you know the 1980s and the 1990s. Oh, and it's just oh, it's you know they're testing new aircrafts and military aircraft and you know and it's it's coming up like that or or bringing back dirigibles. At one point we were actually thinking about it, uh, but now with all the balloon you know issues you know of late, probably a wise thing we didn't. Uh, yeah. But. Um, but these things, that ball, that ball of light in the center seems to be the one common denominator of all of them. 
and that it it maybe it's pushing against the ground like emitting a you know light beams or something like some sort of anti-gravity device and um but um recently our friends at wild and weird radio uh they did a whole episode on black triangles and it's incredible oh. listen if you guys want to go listen to that we'll delve into it a little later when i got a couple more experts on the hook but uh that one of the things they found uh that a lot of people don't talk about is the nuremberg sighting it was a 1500s sighting, 1500 ad really not a military aircraft at this point no and it described a very similar craft of a black triangular shaped craft over tire city of nuremberg germany uh and it flies overhead and moves very slowly and doesn't make a sound and you know a lot of these but then it is also greeted by other craft that are different shapes and sizes including cigar shape cylindrical oval shape and even cross-shaped things maybe so, there's just a bunch of teenage aliens having a kegger here i think it was a battle i think they witnessed we witnessed a battle that we were just not part of we were just happened to be the battlefield well so, that's probably a good thing that we weren't part of it because i don't know that we would have done well there yeah yeah it's it was a little crazy so um but anyway yeah so black triangles definitely a thing and they'd move super slow and they are giant and um you know thank you so much for that email oh my gosh absolutely absolutely and it's i'm gonna have to go check it out here so i if I, I get abducted you know where i've been it's fine i, I sent it <laughs> off to uh move on and uh you know we'll see if they uh you know, if, you know, if it goes up on the database, I'm sure it will. So yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. I think we got to take a quick break. We'll be, yeah. we'll be back with our listener tales. Eerie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock or the Satan Spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncie and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncie, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the US, Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. Okay, we're back. We're back, and it's my turn. My turn. Let's see. What I am got. loving these. These are incredible. Thank you all so much for sending them in. Yes, yes. And then you don't just have to hear mine and Mark's stories. Yes. 
Okay, let's see. We received the following email from a U.S. Air Force veteran. So he kept his name out. Um, and of course, this when I read this, this happened January 6, 2023. When I tell you where it happened, if you had a similar thing, let us know. Let us know. Please. Well, if you had any UFO sightings, let us know. But um, so let's see. Um, this is in, it's going to be said. Okay, I, and keep in mind, when we're reading listener tales, we're just reading them as is. We do yes. not edit. We don't do that sort of thing. It's your story. We're reading your story. So here we go. I saw something very strange today. About 3.30 in the afternoon, clear blue skies, enjoying the ride. I was returning from Gatlinburg on 441 through the Great Smoky Mountain National Park and had passed the Tennessee line coming down the mountain when I saw a flash on the left of the ridge line. Okay, so I live right next to 441. Now I'm yes. getting a little like, ooh. Okay. Um, I then saw a massive silver metallic object between the peaks. It seemed to be moving at the same direction I was traveling and disappeared and showed at the next dip of the ridge line. I heard no sound, saw no lights or windows. I pulled over and I was trying to rationalize what I saw and couldn't. I think it was cigar shaped, but it did not see the leading edge, only the trailing edge. Oh, sorry. I did not see the leading edge or the trailing edge, only the center mass. I can't wrap my head around it. I'm an Air Force veteran and I've worked the flight line and nothing about this makes sense. I was curious frightened and strangely enough, very angry afterwards. I thought I'd put it out to see if somebody else saw it too. Yep. Yep. He has asked us to share this. Um, and uh, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, Friday afternoon, January 6, 2023. If you were, if you saw something, say something, please. This man, it, it, it angered him. He was very disturbed by seeing something he could not explain. Uh, this is a man who's an Air Force vet. He's worked on many a craft, and this one didn't make sense to him. So, and you know, that's it's very well. First of all, I live here, so now again, mm -hmm. if I disappear, it's an abduction, and I just want uh, everybody to get that straight. If I, if I disappear, it's the men in black. So. I know that that I'm 100% sure of, and they'll eventually come one day, but. Um, it's, it's interesting because, um, when you go through emotions with something that you can't quite put in some sort of logical frame of reference, right? You can't explain yeah. it. And it's, I, I see where this gentleman could get very mad about it because what do you do with this? Yeah. I mean, this, this does not make sense. You know, you've been told your whole life, this is not real. This can't be real. This is, this is movies. This is Hollywood. This is, you know, you know is you know you're you're crazy if you believe this you know so yeah. um you but know apparently is, not apparently not yes yeah that was um man that's that that's the stuff that that, that gives me the i love it i love it yeah. this is the kind of stuff that and if we can get other people who saw it or can back this up Oh my gosh, that's incredible. And and I understand exactly driving that ridge line and you see, you know, stuff floating out there and then you drive past a bunch of trees and it's still there that, you know, you sit there and go, "Wow, what what am I seeing? What is this?" And yeah. you know, and it might be as simple as, "Oh, the Goodyear blimp was flying over that area and we didn't, you know, and it was just at a weird angle." Uh, but 
you know, that's what they'll say anyway. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, as they cover it up, I mean, that's the, the thing about, um, you know, the, the Phoenix lights, right. was a famous sighting back in the day. We'll get into that in a, in another episode, yeah. but again, the, you know, they said, Oh, it was a bunch of, uh, flares being thrown by a plane. Well, that was the second sighting hours later where we think the military actually sent up a plane to shoot off flares because they were trying to hide the fact that something weird had happened earlier that millions of people had seen and they were calming people down. So, um, you know, that's the sort of stuff you, you start spiraling into with this stuff. But for this one, it's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I, I love it. That's a great description. It could have been cigar shaped, but he only saw the center mass. So that's the kind of thing, you know, if someone's making it up, they're going to give you all the details and, you know, describe things that they couldn't possibly you know, have seen in a 30 second glance driving along 441. This, this one, I give this one a lot of weight. I agree with you. I agree with you hundred percent on that. Okay. Next I, up, my friend. I, well, this one was a lot of fun because we were recently at Pensacon up in Florida. It was actually our first real time plugging the podcast uh, and not yeah. just plugging our books. Right. And, uh, and so we were, we were pleased to meet a lot of panel, you know, people who knew the show already we got a lot of new subscribers from that event. We ran out of stickers, which who knew yeah. there'd be such a rush? I know we ran out of stickers so fast. You know, it's like, you know, uh, and Carrie, my wonderful wife is making more sticker design. She's updating the design to give us more stickers soon. So oh, very uh, so cool. Watch because... for us at the Erie Travels website. Join us at a future event. Uh, go to the events page and it'll have our it links right to our Facebook page as well that has all of our events. So, and if you if you want a sticker, come up to us. If we yeah, please, stickers, we will give hey, them hey, to you unless there's a rush. Us, show us you're a subscribed and you know free sticker. Can't go wrong with that, right? Uh, and if you're not subscribed, subscribe then in front of us, and we'll give you a sticker too. So, you know, um, they are legally binding contracts. So if you have it on your car or your laptop, you 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 are bound to us. You know, so that's. Uh, yeah, that's just how it goes. We uh, we have we have Faye that are are working with us on this. So exactly, right. they know. They tell. They us. know your true name. Yeah. All right. So all right. So this one was one of the guys uh, came up to me at Pensacon, told me he had a story, and I'm like, please, please reach out. And so he did, and I was very happy with this. So, so I like this one because it says, "Hi, Mark. Hey, <laughs> hi. Uh, I was one of the guests at your panel during Pensacon and stayed after to get your contact information." So I could reach out to you regarding an incident that happened just up the road from where I live. This happened back during the summer of 2021. I live in the Pace, Florida area, which is many heavily wooded areas. And I often went for runs around midnight. One night I did my typical route through the Wallace Lake area. And after roughly three miles, I realized my dog had followed me. I couldn't hear him chasing me since I had the earbuds in. So I began walking home to make sure he wouldn't run off somewhere without me. Once I had made it to the hill that leads to my house, my dog began to act very tense, which wasn't usual for him, but I didn't think anything of it at first. But once we made it halfway down the hill, he froze and began to whimper. He's usually not cowardly. If something catches his attention, he's prone to chase after it and investigate. When he started acting this, uh, uh, was I when he started acting this was I felt a little more anxious because I assumed it must have been a coyote or a fox. And when I got this thought, he then went from whippering to trying to let out a few barks. 
And this is when I felt something odd was happening. As soon as he barked, I heard movement in the trees just across the street from where I was standing. When this happened, I shined the flashlight from my phone, but all I could make out was a patch of some kind of shiny surface. I was about to approach the area to investigate, but suddenly a car began to come down the hill. The speed limit for going down the hill is 20 miles per hour, so the car was going pretty slow and the brights were on. As the car began to come closer, the lights began to light up the area and I began to get a better image at what was scaring my dog, but I didn't get a good look at it until the car was just 15 feet away from us. As soon as the light hit the area the thing was standing in, I could see a tall human-like figure. The thing was tall, thin, had no features other than a glossy-like skin and no facial features at all. It was just faceless. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, yeah. like the dolls, I don't like that. No, no. As soon as the car drove past and the light went away, I just impulsively began running. I obviously made it home and my dog did too, but I was shaken very uh, was very shaken up by what I saw. My brother and I came back later to investigate, but saw I found no signs of anything. I have been told by a lot of supernatural enthusiasts that it must have been a shadow person. But to my knowledge, shadow people don't have physical forms and this entity was able to move branches and it freaked my dog out really bad. I have no idea what I saw. I hope this message wasn't too sloppy. I had to type it up pretty quick. So thank wow. you so much for that. Oh yes. my gosh. Yes. So, Erica, your thoughts. Oh, first, my first thought is trust your animals. Yes. This is true inside houses. Uh, trust your animals. If they are reacting, they tend to see things before we do as humans. Yep. So yeah, good good job on paying attention. But huh. And uh one of when I read this to a friend, uh one person, you know, was like, why is he jogging at midnight? I'm like, it's Florida. You know, it's the only time you can jog and not die of heat stroke, uh, is is around midnight. So you know it's true. We don't know what his life and work schedule is yeah. like. Let's not judge. Not judge, but also honestly, when I take my walks, it's late at night because otherwise that sun is brutal. And um, you know, you don't you don't want to just go out walking during the day because you will just you'll melt, period. Uh or burst into flames like uh Mary Reeser in St. Petersburg. But yes. we'll talk about her another time. Another um, time, but um, so wasn't there it's interesting the facial thing. So that's what's throwing me off. The glossy skin swear... is what I've drawn to because he says it several times where it was shiny and and glossy. So very, um, I'd like to think you know very seal like. Uh, it sounds very much like our old buddy the Grafton monster. Uh, but but the fact that it's thin and tall and human like and no other features, literally faceless. I see why people say shadow figure, but glossy that's not shadow figure that's this not, is but isn't there a creature up in that area what from the swamp what is it called again oh the honey island swamp monsters in that area and uh there's the rougarou nearby there that whole area has a lot of uh you know skinwalker type creatures that well, we would call them out west but that's what i was going to jump to is i wonder if it was a skinwalker it could have been i the glossy skin has you know a lot of people say rake uh i i'm not still certain rakes are not just a creepypasta thing that were you know invented 
uh, for modern folklore, but this glossy skin gives me a feeling of something, you know, otherworldly, uh, alien. Uh, well, it you could know. be, or it could just be reflective. You know, That's, like you say glossy skin, yeah. you shine bright lights on something. It can be somewhat reflective, or it could have been wet. Yeah. Or, um, you know, as, as we've been saying now with, you know, with these, uh, you know, high strangeness things, uh, there are definitely, you know, portals reported in that area, especially near Pace, Florida, uh, that, you know, up in that, the forest areas up there, people have said they've seen some weird things. And so this could be something extra dimensional as well. Uh, and the fact that it just kind of stood there and, uh, you know, was menacing and then the car drove by and then, you know, then he takes off. That's smart. You know, you know, when you, when you get the good look and you, and you realize this is wrong and it's not of this earth. Yeah. Then run, feel free. You've run. already documented it. You're good. You're safe. Run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause no matter what you do, it's going to end badly. So right, next, next thing you'll be on missing 411 and we don't want that. So no, exactly. Well, you know what, how about listeners, uh, fellow travelers, why don't you let us know? Have you ever encountered something like this? Like, let us know what your thoughts are because I, you know, Mark's going more otherworldly, other dimension, and I'm going may, maybe, maybe skinwalker because, okay. you know, they do talk about these skinwalkers not having a shape until they tragically take the shape of something like you after mm. they, like, kill you or, you know, other creatures. Maybe it hadn't shifted. Yeah, it could be mid-transformation, which why is faceless. Yeah. So. Oh, super creepy, super creepy, faceless, oh, not going running at midnight. I also would love to know, our lovely um, listener, whether or not you're still running at midnight, because guess what would happen? I would never leave my house again in the dark. So. <laughs> I would certainly take a different run. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. How Although about- part of me is sitting there going, no, I would, I- I'm going back there to see if I can see it again and get a better, this time I'd be bringing a camera. Well, I was going to say also, hey, paranormal investigators that are listening. Yeah. Something hey, to Florida look area. Into. Yeah. You know, we got to talk okay. to our buddy Connor, Connor Flynn's up that area. He could probably head that way. There we go. Okay. Our, our final email. Here we oh, go. Oh, man. Already. Yeah. Good morning, Erie Travels. Hey. Hey, good morning. Good morning to you. Or good yes. afternoon or good evening, wherever you're listening to us. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Especially on your midnight run. That, what a way to get creeped out listening to us on your midnight run. Okay. Um, I just wanted to pop in and tell you how much I'm enjoying the podcast and can't wait to see what the future holds for you guys. Oh, yay. Oh, oh shout out. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was listening to your most recent podcast and thought I would pop in with a story of my own. That is what we love. Yes, One of please. many in my lifetime. Oh. oh, good. So there may be more from this listener. So Yes. Yeah. Okay. My name is B, she, her. Okay, we're doing abbreviations. That's I'm good. here to tell you guys about a super fun time that happened a few years ago at my brother's apartment. My young daughter, eight, and I went to stay for the weekend to visit my brother, M. We lived about two hours away from each other and didn't get a chance to visit as much as we liked. His apartment was haunted. <laughs> oh, wow, right off the bat. We're just going there. I love it. I love it. Okay. His apartment was haunted. And that is something I knew from the moment he moved in. 
Oh, okay. So she's sensitive to this. Yeah. Yeah. No, obviously. We eventually were told that two owners before M had gotten suddenly very sick and passed away in the front room of the house. Great way to lower rent. Yeah. (laughs) We both had many encounters while there. This one night in particular was something else. It just felt off. Like we were being constantly watched. Mm. Oh, I hate that. Oh, yep. I just got chills. I hate the being constantly watched that thing. That is the worst feeling. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. I'll continue. But ugh. okay. Our, our haunted Airbnb, when I saw the face looking down, I was like, nope, nope, done. Yeah. done. <laughs> I love that we have the same approach on these things. We're like, nope, like, yeah. we're not doing this. Okay. At this point, his rental, about five years in, my brother had started sleeping in the spare room because the master bedroom made him uneasy. Hmm. My daughter and I settled into bed around 11 p.m. in the master. I shut the bathroom door, making sure to hear the click before tucking us both in and falling asleep. About two hours later, I felt my daughter wake up and head to the bathroom. She opened the door, turned on the light, and started talking to someone. Oh, no, 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 (laughs) no. Oh, my God. Why am I reading this story? It's freaking me out. Okay. (laughs) I couldn't hear what she was saying exactly, but less than three minutes later, she turned the light off and came back to bed. I asked her who she was speaking to, but didn't say, but didn't say, just stared at me. Oh, she didn't say. I wasn't too weird to me and she suffered from some sort of sleepwalking night terrors until she was six okay so she climbed back in the bed and was fast asleep in minutes oh oh any of this i got up to shut the door again and went back to bed less than an hour later i heard the click of the bathroom door and it slowly started to open with my child sleeping soundly beside me, I knew whatever she was speaking to in that bathroom was trying to get her attention again. Ah, uh, oh my gosh. I don't know if I can finish this story. This is freaking me out. Okay. Oh man. Oh. I'm tense. Yeah. Crazy. Literally, I'm sweating. Making sure to hear the click. Uh, okay, sorry. I gathered all my courage and walked over to the door, closed it again, making sure to hear the click. Good for them. Uh-huh. As I was walking not back, here. yeah. Well, we'll see how good it is. As I was back walking back to be to bed, it I heard it open behind me. I was pissed. I turned her. First of all, kudos to you, listener, for getting mad. Yep. Yeah. Because I think me and Mark right now would have been like, we're leaving. Let's no, I, no, I'd have been under the covers because covers are magic. You know, yeah, monsters that's can't true. hurt you under the covers. That's true. Okay, I was pissed. I quickly turned around and yelled into the darkness. I told it firmly that it needed to stop trying to scare us, that it wasn't going to work, and I needed to get some rest. I turned <laughs> the light on in the bathroom and closed the door again and headed to bed. Luckily, it listened and didn't try anything else the rest of the night. Oh, light, light, light. The light is the secret there. Yeah. And the intent, the power, yeah, the power of intent. Okay. Let's see. I asked my doctor, doctor, my daughter, I can use real words. She says daughter. That was my mess up. I asked my daughter in the morning who she was talking to in the bathroom. She had no memory of even getting up. 
Em and I know it was the previous owner just checking in, trying to get a rise out of us. Wow. I have so many other stories I'll share in the future. Please do. Yeah, please do. Uh, that was amazing. Yes. Stay spooky, my friends. B. Ah, uh, man. Staying spooky. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so that's a lot to unpack. Holy that cow. That is. So, Mark, what are your first thoughts? Um, well, I love that they already knew that somebody had died there. You know, uh, the, you know, the two owners, uh, before, you know, so I'm thinking it wasn't two owners. I think it was saying two owners ago. So not the last one, the one before. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and, and then the fact that she already knew it was haunted and that they had encounters there, you know, that's, that, that does, I, that tracks. I get that a lot from people is that, you know, you know, oh, I knew my uncle's house was haunted. I, We've known it for years. We just don't talk about it. It's just one of those things. Um, you know, that happens, you know, Callie would chime in uh, if they weren't busy in the back there that, uh, you know, we we had places that we've been that, you know, well-known haunting and it just, all right, it's just, matter of fact, it's haunted. We just deal with it. Um, but um, the, the daughter having previous sleepwalking and then the fact, you know, they thought it was happening again, that tracks too, 100% legit. Um, um, and then the, the, but the, the talking, the talking to it and, you know, and then going back to bed. Wow. You know, and then, and then screaming at it when the door opens, cause it's trying to bother your daughter again. Yes. hundred percent. Mama, bear mama that bears. Like yes. seriously. Yeah. No, you don't mess with my kid. You, you go, you, 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 you go away. You know, you, you know, you, you, I, I, Ugh, there's so much just terrifying. I feel like we just let a, read a listener's story out of like Insidious or something like that. Like, <laughs> because, it's, it's... you know, obviously, I think children are like animals, you know, from the last story we had, are m- much more susceptible to um, things of the weird. Kind of like, you know, at some point we'll do an episode on Invisible Friends, but. Oh, yeah. I'm firm. I firmly believe most invisible friends are ghosts. You know. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it, it it definitely fits. It, it you know it 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 fits the who are we talking to? You know, it's. I also think you know, some people are more in tune than others. So yeah, it's uh, this yeah. is definitely. We want to hear more of your stories. Please send us more. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, please. So. Please take advice from our last uh, listener and uh, well, actually several listeners here. So yes. yeah, if you encounter something, definitely you don't have to challenge it, especially if you don't know what it is, because yeah. you have no idea what its abilities, powers, protection you like. You don't, you don't, if you don't know what you're messing with, it's kind of like don't mess with wild animals because you never know right. what they're capable of doing. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, be willing to stand up to things because you know you have as much power or more power than they do so if something's trying to creep you or your family or your friends out stand up to it get them like, yeah i mean this is um you know this is the sort of thing that you know these these stories they've got to get reported they've got to get you know placed and um yeah, we, we need these things, you know, we need, we need, you know, we need to report them and we, and we need to hear these stories and then we're sharing them so that others who are going through something similar can go, oh, I had the same thing happen. Now I know what to do. And it's like, yeah, turn the light on, yell at it, tell it to go, go away, leave your kid alone. 
that is, you know, some of these things don't understand what they're doing. You know, it, you know, it's, you know, we don't understand the rules. And again, this is stuff we are not scientifically studying properly and we should. And hopefully if enough of this stuff gets out there, eventually we hit that tipping point where it goes from pseudoscience to science and we can, you know, we can study it more and learn what rules we're breaking, you know, and, uh, and keep it from happening. Well, that or learn how to, you know, uh, adjust to it or have it move on. Like, you know, we talked about the doll um, earlier on, which yeah. is also still creepy. God, we have some creepy ones today. But, um, you know, you don't, you don't know. You don't know what the thing is. And it's, it's best to kind of get some knowledge on it. Um, curses are curses are kind of scary things. So Yes, ain't that the uh, truth. Oh, my gosh. But thank you, travelers, for our first listener episode. Oh, it was amazing, amazing, amazing. And, uh, you know, wow, we, can, we can't ask for, you know, we can't ask more, but we're going to ask for more. Please send us more. You know, we, we want all the, the listener tales and we want all the things. So uh, please, 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 you know, um, you know, send us all your things. And one of the other things, of course, we've got to thank our sponsors. Uh, we got to thank the wonderful Destiny Beard for playing us out today and playing us in. Um, we also want to thank Paranormality Magazine again for if you want creepy headlines every day, and you're you know you, you've got us a few times a week now, but definitely then, you know if you want those you know get to ParanormalityMag.com and sign up for their subscription. Uh, if you order the magazine, use the code word travels and get a bit of a discount and it helps the show. Uh, this month's issue, uh, the March issue, had an interview with our, one of our favorite authors, Jim Butcher, talking about, you know, mythology and stuff like that and how he works into his books. But uh, they also talk about Ohio, land of the monsters in this issue, which is, uh, you know, we talked about the Loveland Frogman in a recent issue. So, you know, yeah, a no, recent episode of ours. Check it so. out and use uh, the code TRAVELS. Yes, travels. please. Code TRAVELS or follow the link in our, you know, show notes. So absolutely right to it. So, but very uh, cool. Oh well, my gosh. This is, this was fun. I want more of this. I want more of this. If I'm going to go sage every part of my body right now and <laughs> yes. my entire house. Yep. So um, I'll be using what, salt water to, yeah. to, you know, for the shower. So yeah, it's yeah, all good. Salt, I'm going to put salt around the doors. So many things, so many things to protection. Oh, we should yep, do yep. an episode on that. Okay. I'm going to make yeah. a note, but guys, it has been so much fun to be here with you. Oh, thank you so much, gang. And as always, we'll see you on the other side. <laughs>